Welcome to the Happy Kids Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Hi, everyone. And today, we're going to have fun with tents. Kind of makes you think about the Arabian Nights, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of fun. Well, our three grandkids love playing with tents, and we see tents all the time anymore on movies where the young person will have a tent in their room. Our two boys, when they were growing up, loved tents and loved to play with tents, and it certainly makeshift things. <laughs> but our grandkids, when they first started off, they had, what would you call that, Kara? Well, I think it's just a little crawling tent. It's like a little spherically shaped tube. worm. It's shaped like a worm. <laughs> like a like a tube, like, maybe 18 inches in diameter. Or a wormhole. <laughs> a wormhole. <laughs> to another universe. Yeah, and there's this blue, and you can spread it out, and it sort of goes down the hallway from one end to the other. And it's about probably... Uh, seven or eight feet long when mm -hmm. it's uh, fully together. And like I say, a little less than two feet in diameter. Yeah. And I think little children just like to crawl inside of things. And it, it was a kind of a way to encourage them to crawl from one place to another. You'd get them started on one end and they keep going till they get to the other end. And you're down at the other end encouraging them, come on, come on, baby. <laughs> now, our older two played with that quite a bit when they were quite young. And then my grandson outgrew it. His sister continued to play it for a while. And then she outgrew it. Then the baby came along. So our middle grandchild was probably almost four when the baby came around. So then when the baby learned to crawl, this is probably, you know, 18 months later. And she's quite good at crawling. And the tube came out again because we had put the tube away. The older two didn't want to play it. And we brought the, tent, the tube back out. Well, she started to use it. And they got really excited. And they want to use it some more. <laughs> now, it was actually a little bit small for my grandson to shinny through it. He could pretty much, <laughs> you know, I mean, like in a military crawl, he could get through it. But his sister was small enough to get through it. Now, it's around this time that... I brought out the large tent that used to sit at the foot of our king-size bed, and it was there for our dogs. We had a very large Labrador retriever, and he used to like to sleep in a tent. And this amazing buy, I got this tent, I think, at one of the local discount stores for about 12 bucks. Or and it's really like a pup tent. I mean, Kira says that we used it for our dog, but it wasn't from a pet store. It was actually something that kids would play in outside, and it was brightly colored, yellows and reds mm -hmm. and, I think, orange in there, mm -hmm. whatever. But it was kind of like a miniature family camping tent. Absolutely. It was just large enough for the dog to be very comfortable in. When the kids first eyed this tent at the foot of our bed when they came to visit, they wanted to play in it, too. So... I knew they'd like it, and I had put it away in one of the closets, and so when they were playing with this crawling tent, and here we have three of them, two of them pretty much getting oversized to play in that little tiny crawling tube. So I brought out that large tent, and wow, they but, just went nuts. And of course, by this time, our dog had passed, so it was no longer his tent. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it had been cleaned. You know, we had got mm -hmm. it cleaned before we put it away for 
long-term storage. Right. And so the kids totally enjoyed that tent. And they started playing in that one because it was large enough to accommodate all of them at one time. (laughs) So we discovered then that they had a real joy in being in that tent. I remember when our kids were small, your mom took two ladders and put them in her large living room and put (laughs) some boards across them. And then she put some sheets over that. So, you know, you don't have to go buy a tent. You can make one out of many different things. And, of course, all of us have sheets and blankets and things like that in our house. And our oldest son, when he was visiting at Grandma's and she was watching him for an afternoon or whatever, just was thrilled to play in this tent that Grandma had built for him. (laughs) (laughs) We need to take a break for just a moment because we want to thank one of the sponsors of our show. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. Welcome back. In continuing with our discussion about the tents, we wanted to talk about a tent that my son brought. He had found this at a mom-to-mom sale. Best way to get stuff, in my opinion. (laughs) And it had uh, some little tears in it, but it didn't really matter to the kids. It was all red, and it was designed like a fire engine. But it was real boxy, and it had that special wire arrangement that springs open, but you can fold it so that it ends up to be flat, and you put it against the wall or behind the bed to store it and get it out of the way. Right. And it had two (laughs) compartments. The top was completely open, but if you can envision, it was about the size and the shape of a baby crib. That's about how tall it was, about how wide it was, and about how long it was. And in the front, There was an opening where the windows would be, and there was a little steering wheel that was attached to the inside front of the tent so they could look out when they were driving (laughs) this fire truck (laughs) and along the side, they had prints of fire engine ladder and so forth. And they used to drag this one out all the time. They could put it up themselves. They needed no assistance because it really did just fold out and fold right back, and it was very easy for them to deal with. And it was, as Bill said, quite large, so all three of them, again, could get inside of it. It was really a fun place for them to be. They used to take all of their toys in there. They'd be in there with all of their dolls and all of their... Then they'd start bringing in other items. They had blocks and they had all kinds of things in that tent at one time because it was so large and it did accommodate them. Now, because they had had the experience with the tent that they could actually climb into, the tent that we had purchased for our dog to sleep in. They wanted to have a cover over the top of the fire truck because, again, it was wide open on the top. So then we used to let them use these blankets that we have in the living room. We store them in the ottoman. The ottoman has got a, a removable top, so we store them in there. And then when it's chilly at night in the winter, we pull them out and use them while we're watching TV. So we have two of these blankets, and they would grab those and put them over the top of the fire truck. And, of course, they would drape down the sides, too. Right. (laughs) But they liked it. They liked that privacy, and they liked the darkness in there, too. It just had a different feel for them. 
And then they would run back into the bedroom and grab all their pillows. So the fire truck would have three pillows inside and they would have other things inside. Their dolls would be in there. And my grandson would bring some of his superhero figurines. (laughs) (laughs) They had tons of things in there. We didn't know exactly what it all was, but each of them knew. They really did have fun in there because it was a different atmosphere for them. It's like another world. It was their own little place. It reminds me of how the dog is when you have a dog in a kennel that you keep in your house and it's a safe place where they go. This is exactly how this thing was for the kids. It was their place and they loved being in there. And we put the music on, we turned the TV off and we put the music on. And so they'd have some background music to invent their little games and, you know, invent their different scenarios that they would play with. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one day when the two older ones were not here and we had our youngest granddaughter here, she wanted to put the large tent that the dog slept in. She wanted it on her bed. She said, Grandma, I want to put this tent on my bed. Now, we have bunk beds for two of the kids. The two girls sleep in the playroom on bunk beds, and our grandson sleeps in another bedroom, which has been converted to an office, but it still has a single bed in there that we use for guests, and then that's his spot to sleep overnight. So the baby put this commercial play tent on top of her bed, and she took her nap in there. (laughs) (laughs) It worked really well. She loved being in there. And what I noticed is that it was darker in the tent, and nothing really disturbed her, and she really slept for a long time. So it was really quite successful place for her to be. Now, the other kids were at school, during this week when we first got into this habit and she was at our house being watched and she wasn't in school yet, not even in preschool. But by the time it was time to go get the other kids and take them back home, they didn't have the experience. They didn't know this was happening at our house. They were in school all day, both of them. And so when the baby would wake up, we would take her and go get the other two kids, take them back to their house and then stay with them for the time it took for their mom to get home. I think it was one of the weekends, right? Was it? Yeah, it could have been one of the weekends. One of the days when the kids were here, they actually came into the bedroom and there was the tent on the bed. And oh my goodness, they thought that was wonderful. So out came the fire truck tent. Well, the kids were staying overnight. And since the baby had a tent on her bed, well, the other two had to have tents on their bed. And I frankly, I didn't think the fire truck would fit on the upper bunk because our middle granddaughter sleeps on the upper bunk and the baby sleeps inside on the lower bunk. And then, as I said, the grandson sleeps in a different room in his single bed. It did. The fire truck fit on the top of the bunk bed. Then, of course, our grandson wanted a tent on his bed as well. We only had one tent left, and this is a yellow kind of cabana-style tent. It's actually a beach sunshade tent for a single person. So you've seen these on the beach, I'm sure, where people use them to keep the sun off of them while they're reading or doing something else. It goes up real quickly. It kind of has a long, flat part that you lay down on, but it has a little half cover for where your head is. Your shoulder. Right. So when Ryan was in his bed, I went in and he said, Grandma, can I have a tent? I couldn't think of anything. I thought, I don't have another tent. And I thought, well, maybe this will work. I stuck the tent on his bed. 
And then I threw the covers up over it so that it actually was an enclosed tent at this point. He thought that was wonderful. That was just great. So, And that was his main covers for the bed. It wasn't like we we're using a separate blanket and sheet. Right. We just <laughs> took the blanket and sheet and put the tent down, let him get in it. And then recovered everything now with the blanket and sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and he was absolutely ecstatic that that was his own private little tent. And it really didn't have to be as large as for the girls because it was only him in it anyway. And he was content. So they each had a tent. Now, this went on for quite a long time. They could not go to bed without a tent. And it was really quite interesting that this was what made it fun for them to go to bed at night. Or take naps. You know, again, this is... Not just weeks, but for several months during that one time period. We need to take a break for just a moment. We want to thank another sponsor. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app. AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. Okay, we're back. Now, more recently, I gave the girls blankets and quilts from my linen closet because they came begging me for blankets, and they were always stealing those ones out of my ottoman. (laughs) And I really didn't like that. I wanted to keep my ottoman blankets nice for the living room. So I gave them old quilts and blankets, not, you know, damaged ones or anything, but ones I keep on hand in case we have company or whatever, ones that I don't use regularly. And the next thing I knew, they had come into their bedroom, and now we have draped along the side of the bunk bed one of the big quilts. (laughs) And at the foot of the bed... They have draped down a blanket so that the bottom bunk is entirely enclosed now. They've actually tucked the quilt underneath the upper mattress. So the upper mattress is actually what holds the blanket on the end of the bunk beds and the quilt all along the side of the bunk bed. (laughs) So if you can envision the old railway coaches and they had those little curtains when people would sleep in the rail cars going across country. Well, that's kind of what they got (laughs) now on their bunk bed. Right. And very often I will come into the bedroom and all three children are in that little cubby. They're down on that lower bunk. It makes a very private little place for them to be. And they like to just sit there and they can, and sometimes when they're really quiet, I think, what is going on? I come and I'll look in there and like all three of them will be sitting there and each has their own iPad. They're quietly just sitting there doing whatever they're doing on their iPad, <laughs> but they're so quiet. And, and of the, course, it's dark under the quilts and inside that little cubby in the in the bunk beds, but the iPad puts off its own light. So it's just a fun little spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And so they found a place that's theirs and it's private and they just really love that. So we just wanted to point this out, that children are just like dogs. They want their own place to be, and they love creating their own place to be. You know, with a few blankets. (laughs) And they like caves. We know we are cave-oriented creatures from 10,000, maybe 20,000 years ago. (laughs) When Uh, we were kids, we built forts, you know. (laughs) They just take blankets and strew them all around and make their own little place to be. It's really fun for them. So this is another way to have fun with your kids and with your grandkids. And you don't have to buy something commercial. And if you keep an eye out, you will find these 
at the mom-to-mom sales and even at garage sales. So you could pick one up for a couple bucks, you know, at a garage <laughs> sale. Sure. And the kids love them. They don't care if they're ripped a little bit. They don't care. Like Kira said, a blanket and a quilt can suffice. So we hope that you take this suggestion and have fun with it. So that's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you again for listening to the Happy Kids Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute Happy Kids Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happiness Experience, and, of course, Happy Kids Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 